right. We'll make sure we sound really good on this one. Like we know what we're talking about, hopefully. Welcome to the NeuroTruck Podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us. Well, today, uh, this is episode our 22. Our, yeah, our episode mm-hmm. 22. That was a rough end. That was a rough intro. All right. Uh, today, we'll be talking about Space Seed, uh, episode 22 of the original series. Original air date was February 16th, 1967. So a good way to spend Valentine's or after Valentine's Day that year, I think. This is a bit of romance, maybe. Uh Thanks for joining us. I'm Jeff. I'm here with uh, with David. Yo! And Phil. <laughs> hey, everybody. Um, so, Space Seed. Um, this is kind of a big one. I think for a lot of people, if you said, like, hey, what are the five episodes I need to watch of original series? This is pro- probably in there. Would you guys agree? Or Phil? Yep. You agree? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is up there. So, um I don't know. This probably isn't a spoiler, but this is our introduction to Khan, um, who will come back in Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan. So Khan. it's kind of spoiler, spoilery there. Uh, but this is our introduction to him, <laughs> and I think um, this is the only time they really, in, in in at least the original series, they ever bring back um, a mention of the show, right? They don't ever talk about anything else from the show again in the movies. This is kind of the only carryover. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. And, I mean, not that I've yeah. remembered. Well, not that I've noticed, but yeah. And I actually, and I think that's no. why I like the Wrath of Khan so much is they do this callback and we kind of have these characters and they already have um, a, a relationship. And then same of probably why I like First Contact in Star Trek because they're, t- they're bringing the Borg, who were a series villain, into that. And it's like... I like that carryover. It's like, mm-hmm. don't, don't just ignore the, you know, the history of what you did, bring those villains over. And that's why I think Wrath of Khan is probably the best Star Trek movie. Um, right. Phil, do you agree um, on that? or close to the top? Yeah. It's, if it's not top, it's right there tied for it kind of thing. Okay. What's, what's your other possibility of being a best Star Trek movie? Well, I don't know. I kind of split them up between the original, original. movies and then the next gen movies. So okay, for original movies, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Rathacon is definitely the best. Okay. See, for, for me, The Undiscovered Country is pretty close to top because it's a great movie, and it's mm-hmm. actually the only original um, series movie I saw as a kid in the theaters because I, oh, right. I, I wasn't old the enough timing. to see you know the yeah. other one. So I, I saw that in the theaters, and I was like blown away by it. So I have more probably emotional ties to Undiscovered Country. Um, right. What's your favorite next-gen movie? Uh, first contact. All right. Yeah. I go first contact too. Yep. All right. We're not asking Mine you because you don't know anything. No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. No, it is a good one. I didn't see any of them in the theaters, but I have, again, I've seen all of the next generation movies. I've seen first contact. I've seen generations. I have a tough time not picking generations over first contact though, because I did like the whole two captains together and the uh, force field and him finding that hole in it and like testing it with the rocks and climbing through. It was really, I thought they did a really good job with that one. Drunk, drunk Deanna Troy. Nexus that's all thing. I have to say. <laughs> oh, and first drunk what? Deanna first Troy. Contact. Yeah, in first contact where she's drinking the, the oh, tequila and she's getting wasted. <laughs> and she doesn't realize it's not sent the whole counseling techniques. But yes. <laughs> hey, I'm not <laughs> shaming anything. I get it. But yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen the DOS movies. I watched them a long time ago, so it'll be interesting to go through those. I don't know if I could comment on which one's the best. I didn't even know two of them existed until true. you told me. Like, like, it's <laughs> <a little laughs> Surprise, Three two movies. bonus movies. Sweet. <laughs> 
But I do remember Into the Dark, I think, is kind of the remake of Rathacon. Yeah, can we not talk Benedict about Cumberbund or whatever his name is? I I don't I liked that I, one. Don't count. Because in, in my head I can't separate it from Khan. It's so I'm I'm just thinking about Rathacon the entire time, even though I know they're trying to go for that and they're trying to be different, but I'm like it's still like it's just my brain was having a hard time with that. Mm-hmm. Still the same. And it's not bad. Like I, we will oh, get okay. to that. That's that's yeah. for a conversation down down the road. Yeah, it's like an alternate universe Rathacon. Yeah, but, okay. Like that's yeah. we'll we'll get to that later. All right, so back to this one, Space Seed. Um, yeah, so this is our introduction to Khan. Yes. Um, <laughs> Khan Noonien Singh. Which I thought was funny too, because uh, Data's creator is um, Sung, and I was like, "Is that a coincidence?" Minion Sung. Did they just not fact check this? Yeah, I was. That was. I've always wondered that too. And but anyways, okay, oh, yeah, okay. Well, mm-hmm. okay. I've I've, okay. I've I've hit on the same. We'll get thing, to that worry. later too. It's not just All right, so this is our first uh, first introduction. Um, David, mm-hmm. what are your oh, first yeah. thoughts going into this? One? I definitely like this one better. Just it it. It was one of the few that tied up pretty much everything it introduced, which I, I'm appreciative of. Um, I liked the whole idea, too, of it being old and them being in cryosleep. It, it talked about some of the history of kind of their space exploration, because there is almost this assumption in Star Trek that we went from, like, we're on a planet to we built this awesome starship and we just traveled through space. And if we ever do travel out to the stars or when we do, that's likely a way we're going to do it is going to have to be by like freezing and thawing people at the other end. So I thought it, it I don't know. I like yeah. that, that scientific side to it. And then some of the stuff too, the fact that they kind of made a villain out of eugenics and that went through eugenics and stuff like that. Is, I thought it was very compelling. I thought I, I do like it. Khan is the best uh, enemy that they've had so far in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Oh, agreed. Well, uh, he's up, uh, you know, watching this now, oh, I'm kind of like, yeah. I, and I'm probably getting a bit more nitpicky, but there was a couple that wasn't quite, which kind of, you know, like laps for me, but, but we'll get there. Uh, Phil, what was your initial take on this one? Yeah, this is one of my favorite TOS episodes uh, as well. Khan is a great character. Ricardo oh, yeah. Montalban is amazing as an actor. He's so good in this. I'm kind of surprised um, you have a favorite TOS episode. You seem to just hate it as a whole. Well, it, it's like I know we we harp on it a lot, and we say, "Well, any trek is better." Or is, bad trek is better than no trek. Um, and there mm-hmm. are definitely some just stinkers in TOS, but yeah, this is one of the better ones, and I think it's partially his performance. Yeah. Oh, he definitely carries as Khan, that. Yeah, uh, that just. Uh, yeah. What yeah. I did like too is that he's definitely a so. um, a counterpoint to Kirk. Like he's on because Mud really isn't mm-hmm. a villain. He's just kind of a con man, um, and some of the other ones aren't there as well. But his but with Khan, just through sheer intellect and you know, like he's match for match with Kirk. Oh yeah, he's a he's a tactician mm-hmm. on Kirk's level. Yeah, right, exactly. And I think he even kind of says that it's or like something similar to that. Um, but yeah, okay, yeah. So this is actually one of the of the higher Makes rated sense. episodes yeah. that you know people love, of course. And uh, Ricardo yep. Montalban is is amazing as as Khan, and the fact that they even got him back later for a movie and to do all this because this is after you know he did like Fantasy Island and like and the fact that they they could get the cast and everyone back was is amazing for that that film. Mm-hmm. So. Um, all right, so into this episode. Um, so the Enterprise encounters a spacecraft floating through space. They're picking up an old Morse code. Uh, they recognize it. Uh, they they kind of decipher it. They get it on screen, and this is when they go, oh, it's an old DY-500 class. But then Spock says, nope, it looks like it's the DY-1. 
100 class that was built back in the oh, in the 1990s. Yep, I love that. Which we're, we're <laughs> way behind the times. They got some things right about the future. Eh, not quite everything. It's kind of like in Terminator when I they. Know, I wish we were. It's kind of like in Terminator how the future like has occurred now. Technically, they had to like alter the the timelines yeah. and stuff to be like oh, it's still. <laughs> well, I think in what uh, a Blade Runner. I think uh, it takes place in like November of 2019. Yeah. And they're like, okay, well, we're not, we're not cool yet. We're not. Well, term, term, yet. I believe the original, like judgment yeah. was 12 or something like that, or 2015. I remember it popped up on Facebook and everybody was like, happy judgment day. But obviously in that one, they just, they're like, Oh, we, we postponed it. We postponed it. We did. Yeah. yeah. That always does. But it was, uh, it was the date it was supposed that's like, to be. That's like back to the future day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So they see it, it's an old ship from the nineties. We get a bit of history here. Spock says, Oh, we, we, the, the markings in the holes, it's, it's the, uh, SS Botany Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's no, uh, registry number and they go, Oh, the 1990s. That's from when, um, that part of our history was a big, a, a bit fragmented. It was the eugenics wars, a uh, strange and violent period in, in your history. Um, and they get some. And Botany Bay was like a penal colony in Australia. Yeah, yeah. and they're like, oh, is which, which it is. It's a real place. It's outside of Sydney. So yeah. yeah. So they yeah. mentioned like, well, do you think they would send a ship of criminals? There's better ways to you know deal with criminals than just shoot them into space. Which I mean makes sense. Right. Yeah, wasting a ship. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so then McCoy says, which is kind of weird. He goes, oh, there's faint life signs. There's four beats a minute, so they can't be human. And if, if McCoy was really that good, wouldn't he be like, hey, maybe there's in distress or maybe there's a cryo sleep? He just instantly says that they must be, be aliens, which is weird. Yeah, cryogenic stasis doesn't even cross his mind, it seems like, yeah. which that was kind of one of the first things yeah. I thought. It's like, oh, no respiration, low heart rate. Sounds like cryogenic. Cry- yeah, yeah, or they're hurt or something. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. So they, they do a red alert as they get closer to the ship. Um, that's kind of how it starts. Um, red alert. Didn't they call it like full alert in this one or something? I feel like they Probably. used a different word again. Yeah, they always do. Like red alert, double red alert, full alert. They kind of just yeah. alerts of all so kinds. Many friggin' alerts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they get in a Our alert, double alert. <laughs> so they get yeah. an away team. Uh, it's gonna be uh, what Scotty McCoy, Kirk, and he goes. Ah, what's that historian who never does anything? Uh, a MacGyver's. Yeah, MacGyver. Which are MacGyver? Yeah. I, Right, don't they call her MacGyver? They call her MacGyver in the beginning, which I thought like it was going to be a throwback to the old show MacGyver. She was going to take like a paper clip and solve the the problem. <laughs> this is before MacGyver, smartass. <laughs> this is like twenty years yeah, before MacGyver in the eighties. <laughs> don't don't wreck his alternate just, timeline fantasies. Like, okay, I just picture like Richard Dean Anderson coming out like with a mullet. He's like <laughs> Jerry rigged a shuttle or something. I have a bubble. I have a piece of bubble gum and a string and a paperclip. <laughs> I can fix your dilithium crystals. That's right. <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, it's funny. I can defeat Khan with only these That's household right. items. Exactly. But it's funny that they have a historian and they're like, "Oh, you don't do anything," but we have a historian on staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it cuts to her quarters, and she's like painting, and has you know she loves history. Obviously, she's she's total history nerd. She's got like paintings of Napoleon and and all this kind of stuff. So she gets called down to go to the transporter room. Yeah, I don't know. Like for some reason, part of me thought that she um, wasn't a historian yeah. by profession. She just happened to be obsessed with that time period. So they were like, she knows a lot. Let's bring her with us. But I don't. Know. No, I think she's officially uh, she's like the ship's historian, she? but she doesn't do a lot because they. I mean, I guess it depends if she's just a, 
if she's just an, a, a hearth, a hearth in an earth historian, there probably isn't much for her to do on a spaceship encountering well, aliens. Yeah. Kirk's like, Kirk's Maybe? like, we're making history. We ain't studying See, I just it. thought of it as like a parallel yeah. to demolition man. And, um, what's her name's character in that where she, <laughs> she's cop, but she happens to be obsessed with that time period. So they're like, well, you'll come in handy. Let's see, you, you know, well, that's like Tom mm-hmm. Paris on Voyager. Like, oh, you happen to know pop culture, or like on the Orville, they're like yeah, twenty twentieth and twenty first yeah, century. Or like yeah. on the Orville, the the one guy, they're like, oh, he's a big pop culture fan. Like, that's how they get away with making you know Kermit the Frog references or whatever. They they yeah. have to throw that in just to, so <laughs> they people can do are always that, like, what's know? that? And they're like, oh, it's a thing from the twentieth century. You wouldn't understand, kind of thing. Like. <laughs> Oh, you don't know how to use right. the uh, three seashells? You don't want to do that? Oh, the fucking three seashells. The- I've I've <laughs> wondered. I have sat awake and wondered how that was supposed to work. <laughs> but, like hours spent pondering this? My two theories. Oh, you want to hear my two anyways. theories? <laughs> no. <laughs> if, so if you can play them in, be, in here, I'm going to be the one of the seashells. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> If you can explain this in in thirty seconds or less, then yes. If it goes over thirty seconds, right. I'm, cut, I'm cutting you off. Ready? Three, two, one, so go. One of them has to be some kind of scooping system with the seashells. The other theory is that it's some kind of bodet system where it's like soap, rinse, dry, and those are the three seashells. All right. So the rest. Of the... <laughs> okay. This this one's getting away from us already. Wow. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> a scooping, a scooping. System? You said, okay. you said um, thirty right. seconds. I did it. I know. <laughs> yeah, you only gave him thirty seconds. So <laughs> he really weird digest condensed wow. version. This one. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I'm I'm gonna break into giggles the rest of the of the the episode. All right. So they get to the oh, transporter. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. They get to the transporter room. Um, uh, McGivers is like she seems kind of kind of irritated, but she goes there. They they beam on uh, to the to the landing party. There's some lights on. Uh, Scotty starts looking at it, and they go, "Oh, I you know." He says, "I would love to pick this ship apart because it's you know it's it'd be like finding like an old ship or uh, he can kind of look at." Yeah. Um, they start looking around. I've done that with old computer yeah. stuff. It's it's neat to pick them apart and look at what was a but. Yeah, and he's so it, it's an old Terran in, in origin. It uses atomic power, and, and he says, "Oh, they used to use. I think they were called transistor units," um, which is funny. Mm-hmm. So they start looking around, which uh, is what, what we he, use. Yeah, yeah. He, Scotty turns on something, which then activates um, one of the pods, and the first pod starts to you know to. Uh, uh, revitalize its uh, occupant. Um, his heart rate starts to go up. There is some sort of a malfunction, and then he has to just break the glass open, like in case of emergency, you break yep. glass. Because that's um, the kind of glass you'd put in a sleeping mm-hmm. pod, just in case. He just like he the kind that can cut it. people. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, also, what's funny too is that as they're <laughs> looking at Khan, um, McGivers looks at him, and, and they're like, "Oh, what a specimen!" And and she goes. Um, oh, I think he's from Northern India. He must be a Sikh. And I think, but, like, but Ricardo Montalban is like Spanish yeah, or mm-hmm. he's Hispanic. Yeah. yeah. Well, she also makes a comment like that like actual, Sikhs like, were Spaniard. known to be yeah. fierce warriors or something like that. And I, I don't know a huge amount about Sikhs and their culture, but I've never mm-hmm. heard don't. the stereotype that Sikhs are cult, are warriors, well, particularly this, have you? and age. But that's I mean, what I mean in our actual, in the actual world. Yeah. Oh, I mean, oh I, so I, I right. apologize. Uh, Ricardo Montalban was born in Mexico City. 
So uh, he's from Mexican, but his uh, children of Spanish. Oh, I thought he was um, a Spaniard. Oh, okay. So he's like Spanish Mexican. So yeah, so he's not from India. I, I don't know why they had to make him Indian, which is weird. Just make him. Just oh, so they immigrated from, from Spain to Mexico. Spanish. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, um, so so in that that second though, where she's kind of looking at him, you start to see where they do the whole Star Trek googly eyes music uh, camera angles. Yeah. Like you can already tell she's kind of like schmoozing on him. So, so they break the glass, they revitalize him. Um, he wakes up a little bit and he says, how, how long Kirk says 200 years. And then he, and then he, or he says something and then he uh, passes out. So then they, be, they beam over so, like three centuries or two centuries, Yeah, two centuries. Yeah. yeah. So they, okay. So then it cuts away. They beam him over to sick bay. Um, and Scotty's left on the ship trying to fix everything. So, uh, aboard the, the Botany Bay, uh, it says 12 units have failed, leaving 72 alive. So I don't know if we're going to count them as deaths because they're not, we don't see anything. They're just kind of referenced. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay not counting them. I was going to say, I feel like dying in cryo sleep isn't quite what we're going for with the kill tracker. Yeah. Oh, did we lose Phil? You know what I mean? Like they have to actually be killed, not just happen to have, it looks like we might have. Oh, he's coming back. We'll, we'll just keep talking. Hey, it's a good good chance to test how this works if somebody <laughs> drops and comes yeah, back it works um, um yeah so yeah they so I, i'm okay not counting them because it doesn't really count. they don't it doesn't count it doesn't count well yeah like it, it's different than the other one where they were like oh there was 300 men on that ship and it just got destroyed like we did in charlie x this mm, is more, more passive uh, just accidental like like in this it's more like they just didn't survive something dangerous instead of being killed and it's a kill tracker so i've like you have to kind of yeah, be killed. Exactly. There has to be some intention behind right. it. Which is, yeah. So I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, but he says uh, 72. Yep. Tracks. Um, so, so 72 are still alive and they're trying to revitalize some of them. They're trying to bring, or what I keep saying revitalize, trying to re, reanimate? Thaw. 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 <laughs> the they're they're pulling an Encino man <laughs> on the crew. That's true. Yeah. So they're, they're doing that. Um, uh, what else is going on? Okay. So there he's in sick bay. Um, he's amazed at his physical and recuperative power. Like, Oh, he's back to normal. He, you know, did everything by himself. Um, well, it is interesting to me that the whole, the whole process that they have eugenics play in this, mm-hmm. you can tell from the time period, because obviously eugenics was kind of denoted as an evil thing from world war two and things like that. It was a big thing that Hitler believed in. So you can see that they're like all of the great villains of the future must come from eugenics in some way, shape or form. And so you see that mindset kind of play into this, right? you know, once again, placing ourselves in kind of that 1960s set, it makes sense to me that they would think that. And it's kind of funny because since then, some people kind of do the eugenics thing, but for the most part, writers leave that out of science fiction and fantasy and stuff as far as villains go. Right, exactly. Because we kind of we kind of learned that while yeah, it kind of works, it's not nearly as effective as people think, and it's obviously kind of inhumane. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not a good thing. Um, no, I definitely agree. Um, and 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 they they because they brought up eugenics with um, um, God, what's his name? The uh, conscious of the king, um, he did that whole yeah. thing with with him. So right. they, they they have brought it up that it's, it's this horrible thing in our past, you know. Yeah, they they've very much been like it's it's just terrible. Every time it's been used in Star Trek, it's 
definitely evil. And I don't want to say that, I mean, eugenics is a quote unquote tool like anything else. How you use it is whether or not it's evil or not, but it is tough to not like follow it to its inevitable end and be like, this is not cool. It's a slippery slope. If you say, well, we're going to do it at the time and then it's like, that's no, you're going to use it for power and all that. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Phil, are you back? Yep. Okay, cool. Sorry. I see him. Right, we have a heartbeat. Never heartbeat. There's four <laughs> beats a minute. He can't be there. All right. Well, it's good. It's good to know that you can come back. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. You brought him back. Okay. Good Sorry. We're testing out some new audio stuff. So we're because because again Man, we are test edit this whole part out. We are technical well, geniuses. You can cut it from the odd. You can cut it from the editing. So nope, no, keeping worries. it. I'm keeping it real, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not a three seashells explanation, but I'm. Hey, I'm sorry. I, get to, I get to say it now. Oh my god. Hey, oh my now, god! Uh, we have to work on yours a little bit. <laughs> you have to hear the the eye roll. You love my you love my three seashells explanation, <laughs> and you know it. We should do an episode of Demolition Man. Uh, let's let's point. get through seven hundred of these, and then we'll we'll talk. Okay, next holiday <laughs> special: Demolition Man. Yay! Maybe. Anyways, okay, so. Okay, so they're thawing people out on the Botany Bay. Uh, Khan is back in sick bay. They're saying he looks great. Mm-hmm. He's doing really good. Um, so this next part kind of bothers me. He he wakes up and well, they Kirk's thought they were going to lose him. him. They thought they were going to lose him for a minute, right? Like at several points, no. they're like, "He's going to die. He's going to die." And then he's like, "Oh, now no. he's coming back." Yeah, his, his, that was just no? when he was in the pod. Yeah, just when his vitals were unstable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so no wait hold on is this part that's his body as uh, a my man passing so she yeah so and and a macgyver's or macgyver's is finding him very fascinating and it's just kind of weird no, of course um, she yeah, she's crushing on him immediately oh, like totally that's why that's why i compare it to that character in demolition man because she's kind of the same thing like oh he's from this period and she immediately oh. is like oh they used to be so strong and and man, aggressive and stuff like that kind of this manly men yeah so okay so he he did you just do the whole men in tights <laughs> no song that's oh, I, uh, I did manly men from men in tights uh no on, anyways uh, okay sorry uh, two and a half men <laughs> oh men, man men, i never watched men, that oh really that's right oh uh, right uh, anyways i watched it it was good Moving on. Um, okay, so Khan wakes up and he kind of he there's apparently McCoy has some old uh, instrument like uh, surgical instruments on on his wall. So Khan takes one, pretends to be asleep. Uh, McCoy comes in, is inspecting him, puts a, a scalpel to his neck, and he's like, "Well, if you're gonna cut me, go for the carotid." And he's like, "Oh, you're a brave man." Um, <laughs> that like, okay. giant ass dagger was not a fucking scalpel. That was funny. Like, <laughs> it was something. It was something. But it, it is funny. Antique. They have them. They have all these like medical tools displayed like it's a, a Klingon war armory or something where everything's up. I was like, okay, like it's mem- it's memorabilia. Yeah, it's exactly. Um, Jeff, you work in the medical field. Have you ever seen them leave sharp instruments up on the wall? Um, <laughs> I've seen doctors have like old school, maybe like 1800s, like medical stuff, like in a shadow box or something. Yeah, I've seen that in, in their oh, office. Oh, that yeah. makes sense. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes or, sense. I guess or like an old doctor's bag. But this was like his active tools that he would just pick up off the wall. Like. No, 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 no. These were not his active tools. These were like and like like it's totally like tools. collectibles. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't his br- his bric-a-brac on the wall. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, um, so he grabs a scalpel, threatens him, and then he's. This is when, which I, I, I kind of like McCoy for. He's like, he's like, if you're gonna kill me, just fucking yeah, kill me. Get it over like, with, please. You know, whatever. <laughs> Put me on my nursery yeah. over here, like yeah. Having to serve on this ship. <laughs> yeah. Which I couldn't tell. Is that supposed to be bravery, so, so, or is this he just gripe all the time? And he was like, "This is my end. Go for it." Mm. Like I'm, I'm willing to die. <laughs> a little bit of both. Yeah, he's very much made his peace no. with his maker. And <laughs> Not quite a goodbye, cruel world, yeah. but he's like, if this is how um, it happens, so be it. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> pizza. Yeah. All right. So Kirk comes. Um, he asks his name. He says, uh, he just says his name is Khan. Mm-hmm. That's all we get. Um, he says, oh, I've, you know, um, they were, they're going to Starbase 12, a planet in the Gamma 400 star system. Uh, that's where we're going to head. And he says, Oh, I'm, I'm a bit of an engineer. I've, you know, I've got some catching up to do. Can I look at your records? Mm-hmm. And he goes, sure. Here's our entire library of records for you to peruse at your yeah. convenience. I'm like, yeah. why would Was you anybody this? else shouting to, at to the anybody. screen at this point? I'm like, don't, don't give mm-hmm. them the technical readouts of the ship. What the fuck is wrong with you? Anybody can read them here. Here's all, here oh. You can find all their weaknesses. Have fun. Well, and and the fact that you have your entire structural library in just your your general archive, like that that archive yeah. should be for like here's current events. Like this right. is the uh, the news least, of the day. Not, at least get a password on it or something. Yeah, Unsensitive content. There's, there's no password. His password is password. That's what it is. Yeah, exactly. Con figured it out, and that's what his password is. It's it's one two three four five. Someone changed the password on my luggage. It's the same as my luggage. Who does that? How dare you? Nice. Yeah, so we get that. Um, he and then McGivers comes in, and of course she's like smitten, and we start to see that. I think Con sees this. Um, oh, yeah. she's very Twitter painted over Con. Oh yeah, and it's like so. So I think he's feeling okay. I can manipulate you. You're like, let's get this going because I got shit. I gotta you know conquer. Yeah. I found a weakness. Yeah. And I haven't gotten laid in 200 years. So there's that. Well, he has to spread his space seed. He's spreading his space seed. (laughs) Um, All right. So they later on, they hold like, well, we are in November after all. No. Okay. Let's move past that. This won't air (laughs) until December. So. Oh, uh, well, sorry. Guys. <laughs> so the next is they they do a full uh, dress uniform banquet for him to welcome him, and I, and I, I you know like what we talked about in court martial. I do like those full dress uniforms; those are cool. Yeah, and they had to get the mileage out of the uh, costuming department for those. Oh, hell yeah, so they can't just use them once. Yeah. Right. Um. So he shows up. Yeah. They start to kind of talk about his century. And I'm like, dude, you're not you're not covering your tracks very well. He's already saying like, oh, the eugenics are fine. Like I, you know, we and he makes the same like, you know, we we could have taken over if they had let us. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you are not yeah. being subtle about this <laughs> at all. You're for for a high end tactician, I was like, yeah, you're kind of just giving away the store here. Yeah. Right. But, yeah. So they leave. They go to McGiver's quarters. He looks around. She's got paintings of like Leif Erikson, Alexander the Great, uh, Napoleon. He's like, oh, you like strong men. Mm-hmm. He's like, perfect. I can I can bring you into my cult because you are already like mindset on this. You're primed. Um, yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're ready to go. And she and she has like a painting of him like in a a turban or a, a seek. Start, I don't know. If it was started there. one of him at least. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's like looking at it already. Um, Girl, you need to get some hobbies. I, I know she's obsessed that was her hobby. hard. <laughs> she's got a hobby. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Obsessing over guys. Yeah. That's what it is. Um, so yeah. So we're starting to see that that's kind of, um, 
you know, we learned from the banquet and from her quarters that like, you know, he was going to, they were going to offer the world order and, you know, um, because I, because I think from what I remember from first contact and a couple other things, they do reference, this is like post world war three. Yeah. They right? indicate that there's like a world, a third world war in the 1990s. That was like the eugenics war or something like that. Yeah, but so they're coming s- out of it, and and he's like, you know, we were we were calming things down. We were going to bring order and and all this, yeah, or something. I don't know. Yeah, but um, basically, so okay, so he's, the same as any other villain. We'll make everything calm by ruling you all. Mwahahahaha. That's what yeah. they do. <laughs> well, and then they say too that there was what like like I think twenty or thirty of these like supermen, these strong men. And then he's, and then it, they kind of figure out like, well, yeah, they were getting along, but eventually one of them was going to be like, no, screw you guys. I'm the best of the best. So I'm going to uh, take over, which is what always happens. Yep. Very Game of Thrones. Yeah. There's an opening. Everybody grab it. Um, pretty much. Yeah, my turn. My turn. So he eventually, or he basically uh, convinces her to help them. He and he, but like he, it's like an abusive Joker Harley Quinn thing. He's like kind of seducing her, but then he like grabs her arm and like twists it and says, "You will help me," like beating her into submission. Yeah, it's ha- almost. half seduction, it's half intimidation. Yeah. It's it's pretty. Well, I won't I won't go dive deep into the psychology of abusive relationships, but it is a control tactic that's often used. And that kind of thing where it's like oh, they're, yeah. they're half like, oh, I love this person and I swear they love me deep down and half like I can't leave them. They'll they'll kill me kind of a thing. Yeah, it's exactly. no, absolutely. So it's, it's already signs of this like abusive relationship that he's and he's just wants to control mm-hmm. her. Um, all right. So so we're seeing that. So back to, to to the briefing room, it's Kirk, Spock and McCoy and Scotty. They find out a picture of him. His name is Con Noonien uh, Singh. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the genetically engineered tyrants of the eugenics wars from ninety two to ninety six, which I don't remember the nineties being that bad, but that's me. Um, <laughs> except for yeah, that's how we look back on it. Except for <laughs> some music and some clothes. Um, okay, yeah. so yeah, they they kind of learn more about that. Um, of course, you know, of course, Spock thinks this is all logical. Why would you know you let these people do this? Um, what do they do? Oh, th- this is where they decide to put a, um, a guard on Khan's quarters, twenty-four um, hour guard, <coughs> because it, that's going to stop him. Not it. It won't do anything. It won't do anything. <laughs> so next, Kirk goes to Khan's quarters, and then he's in a uniform, which is weird because he's already changed outfits a couple times. But now they just put him in a uniform, which I thought was weird. Because like, you have no other spare clothes. Yeah, around? he had perfectly working clothes. Why bother putting him in a oh. uniform? But no. Nah. I don't. It's yeah. well. It's like in um, uh, the other one with the 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 airplane pilot guy that they beamed up. They put him in a uniform. I'm like, you have no other spare clothes. And it was, yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Anyways. Yeah. Well, it was it was kind of the same thing. He had perfectly good clothing on. Why bother putting him in a uniform? Why make him look like the rest of the crew? They uh, could. Just, yeah. I don't know because they could. Because they can. Because it helps serve the plot. Yeah, it does. The real reason they do anything. Yeah. Um, okay, so Kirk goes to talk to Khan. Khan says, oh, I can't open my door. Uh, you've got a guard on it. And Kirk's like, well, because, you know, we don't trust you. It's, uh, yeah, because, you know, you're a little shady there, man. Um, yeah. And that's essentially it. So Kirk leaves. Khan then does this, like, summoning the strength. Kind of he, like, focuses, like, himself. And then he opens his door manually. Uh, 
kind of focuses the chi. Yeah, yeah totally. It, it does. So he opens, he attacks the mm-hmm. guard, uh, takes his weapons, and then he goes back to the botany bay and revives a bunch of people. Uh, security alerts cock, uh, mm-hmm. cock Kirk. <laughs> That's a Freudian Well, and I do have to comment. When he hits the guard outside, they did a good job of making him look like he flies down the hallway. Because he's supposed to be. And like hits pretty yeah. good. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I know they did, yeah. a, they did a pretty good job of convincing that he was a lot stronger than the rest of yeah. the crew. That's true. Um, okay. So, uh, which is then weird. Cause the now security tells Kirk that he's escaped. I'm like, dude, you're, you're like 10 minutes behind here, man. Um, and then mm-hmm. they try to leave. They've jammed the turbo lifts. He calls down to, to engineering cons already down there. So he's basically take already taken over the ship, um, hanging out down in engineering. So he says either uh, surrender the ship or suffocate. They, they cut off life support to the bridge, um, which Kirk holds mm-hmm. out and he's making um, like a final captain's log. He's like, give accommodations to everyone on the bridge. They all pass out. Uh, With his dying breaths kind of thing. Yeah. So it's like him and Spock or mm-hmm. some crew members, uh, Uhura, some other kind of no-name crew members. They wake back up. They're all tied to chairs in one of the conference rooms with Khan and his people are all holding them at phaser point, uh, but Kirk's not there. So he gives them this threat. He's like, oh, you have to release the code or is like, join me or I'm going to kill your captain. And they show that they put Kirk in a decompression uh, chamber. Wait. He talks about how he made a mistake and letting them suffocate together kind of built a camaraderie and a com- uh, uh whatever you call it, uh, a joint between the two of them where they're going to work together. And he's like, but it's different if you're watching someone go down. And so he makes them activate the view screen so they can watch Kirk die. And then he's like, then it's going to be you. Then it's going to be you. Then it's going to be you, which is pretty good psychological warfare because it's absolutely Mm -hmm. right. You'd bond people together by kind of close dying at the same time. But by... Yeah, but by making them watch each other, it's going to be a lot less likely that they're willing to cooperate, or I mean, more likely that they'll cooperate, less likely that they'll resist. Yeah. So, I thought I gave him props for that one. I was like, dude, like, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty yeah. gnarly. So they, that's, go ahead. Yeah. Or was you going to say something? Maybe not. Maybe I misheard. No. I heard him click I for a second. Say I, guess, no. I, I don't <laughs> want to cut you off. I'm not, not cutting you off. I'm sorry. Everyone gets a chance to talk. I got nothing. No, this what? is the Jeff show, damn it. No. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> so we see Kirk. He's going to die in the decompression chamber. Um, keeps threatening them, blah, 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 blah. He slaps some people. I think he, he slaps Uhura, doesn't he? Because he want or they, they lose the feed, and then he makes her get it back, and he slaps her. Yeah. Um, and MacGyver comes over and is like, yeah, yeah so that's kind of like the line for her almost. She comes yeah. over and she's like, don't do that. Or she gives a her yeah. body language says that and then she's like do i have to watch this and Stop he's like no but i was now. hoping you'd be stronger and then and she goes so, so, yeah so she leaves the other room um and ends up so yeah that's actually the the, the line for her is that because she was like okay no one should you know be getting hurt and she doesn't want kirk to get killed so she sneaks down there um yeah attacks one of the guys who's guarding him and lets kirk out of the the de- decompression uh, chamber so then he hides, and I think they're bringing Spock in mm-hmm. to kill him next. They overpower him. Kirk throws, or Spock throws in a nerve pinch, which is always useful, as because he's he's so good. As at it. he does. Um, mm-hmm. So back in the briefing, 
you know, spocking it up. Just Spock being Spock. Um, Khan realizes something is wrong, <laughs> calls his men, uh, and then Cook and Spock flood the ship with knockout gas, which apparently you can do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he tried to do that earlier. He like locked him out, but apparently now he didn't have I, that locked down. I don't know I don't how know. that would have changed. Um, so he escapes, <laughs> goes down to engineering, cuts it off. He's going to rig the ship to overload. Kirk rushes in. There's a fight. Um, which, dude, how many fights are there in freaking engineering? He fought with the guy in court martial. No, that's <laughs> true. true. He fought himself in the well, enemy dude, within. And you get to see Kirk like jump up. You get to see him jump up on that window and dude, do like the double dude, leg. They have a lot of open space down there. there. So I actually really it. liked most of the fights. I'm like, yeah, this is cheesy and stupid. This one, I was like, hey, not bad. He does like two or three of his double hand hits in a row <laughs> yeah. and like doesn't do anything. I was like, they actually gave me the sense of like Khan actually being superior instead of just like with Lizard Boy <laughs> or whatever, where things were bouncing off of him. I was like, oh, okay. Didn't really sell it. They would. <laughs> Uh, so Kirk makes like a makeshift club and beats him down, and that's how he he finally subdues. I'm sure the Rock Khan. would have been very proud of all the good wrestling like pull moves. Pull something there. out of the console. A, I don't know what it's supposed like to be. Steel. Yeah. I, something. I was like, I was like, I hope that's not important. Like <laughs> he just yanking stuff out of consoles. Yeah, a tool with it. Everything's mm. fine. It's fine. It's fine. This is fine. Uh, it's all yeah. So he he. Uh, subdues Khan and then it cuts back to they're doing okay. a formal hearing um, it which is kind of weird because he's not Khan's not you know, Starfleet I don't know why they're doing a hearing Kirk says he's going to drop all charges against Khan and his people and he goes considers he would consider it a a waste to put Khan in a penal colony and gives him the, the um the offer to um go to this new world uh city alpha 5 which will which will come back mm-hmm. uh in a movie um, and says, Hey, you know, either you go to prison or we're going to dump you down here and you can make a life for yourself. It's going to be hard. Uh, there's no like modern amenities, but at least you have your life and you can have like a, a, a colony. Um, hey, warlords have rights too. Okay. Which is, it's just weird <laughs> considering. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> but it's weird. We'll leave that where it is. I'm, uh, I'm but... not touching that. Um, <laughs> no, I was right there. I was like, dude, like, Kill him. If anybody deserves the death penalty, it's someone like that. You just, yeah, he's like, nope, we'll forgive him and let him try and live out his days. (laughs) Yeah, so. And he even says, like, we're going to take over the whole universe. We'll just start with this planet. I was like, he's not even repentant for what he did. He doesn't see anything wrong with it. Like, well, and that's when he does this whole, um, Kirk, have you, have you read Milton? And he says, oh, it's, it's, it's the, the quote, it's better to rule in hell than to serve in, in heaven. Um, yeah. And then they, and I'll come back to something in a sec, but then he looks over at um, givers and says, okay, now you either get court-martialed or you can go with them. And Khan says, it's going to be hard. You can come with. And he, and she says, yes. And this is when he says, oh, you must be a, a superior woman. Um, <clears throat> so they end up going, they go down to city alpha five and they make a home for themselves. Um, and then Kirk says, what crop will sprout from the seed that they have planted? So space seed. Because um, yep. Kirk mm-hmm. just spreading his seed all over the galaxy. He does so, so well. So, but this is <laughs> kind of what I'm I'm saying is like, so you're trying to do an act of kindness for him, hoping maybe he'll be repentant, but he's not. And 
Yeah, usually they have to show repentance before right. so, you do something. And, like, so, yeah, it didn't make a lot. Yeah, so, so very we're illogical. He probably committed crimes back <laughs> in the the 1990s, back when he was still um, during the the eugenics wars, and mm-hmm. now he's committed crimes now. And you're like, you're not yeah. going to do anything. Like that's yeah. that was kind of weird. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So they they are left there. Um, and then hoping they well, he even says people, they're not gonna maybe? like, we're just going to thrive mm-hmm. here. And then the, he says like, yeah, we'd be interested in coming back in a hundred yeah, years nothing? to see what grows from yeah, the seed really. you've planted. Yeah. And I was like, nothing good, nothing good can come from this. Like, yeah, the best case scenario, they it all die on the planet. That's the best scenario yeah. so, possible. And you know, it's not going to happen because that would make for a shitty story. Maybe like, <laughs> And, and well, yeah, Maybe. but even not knowing the movie's coming, I'm yeah. like, just as a writer, yeah. you're not going to plant a seed like that mm-hmm. and not have it grow. Like, yeah. Well, and two though, know. I mean, when they made this, there was no hint of even a, like a, a whisper of a movie. This was just a oh, one off. Yeah. You know, which is what most of their episodes are. But that's what I do appreciate about. That's how I appreciate this episode because it's actually like, yeah. It's not just loose ends that they didn't tie up. You can tell they had like an intentful plant for something they could use in the no, future. They, no they didn't have a hint that there was going to be a movie, but you can tell his mentality was like, I'll drop something that we can use in the future if we want to. Yeah. Yeah. And they just don't well, do that they, in a lot of them. Well, they do. I mean, they, they do leave some things out there, but yeah, but they never really f- come back to it. Even in, into uh, TNG. They Not may, so far they haven't. Yeah. There could be a potential story arc well, or but somewhere. Like with yeah. uh, Trelane, they don't completely wrap that up. I mean, he's still like floating around out there somewhere. He never comes back. But there's, you know, but this one was, I don't know. It's just, there's, they do that a lot in this and the next gen where they just, they, they have a one-off episode and it's like, oh, maybe we'll see them again. And you never see them again. It just, it just no, never happens. Never see them so, again. So um, that's how the episode ends. Um, they go on their way. Kirk's fine. Um, uh, Phil, what's your fear? wrap up on this one yeah uh, it's it's a great episode uh it's got a little bit of action a little bit of mcgivers being whatever she is and uh yeah it, it's it's one of the better episodes of the series i don't know it's yeah. touches on the good stuff like we talked about eugenics wars kind of sets some stuff up for the future um yeah it, it's just it's just a really good overall episode i think yeah no i t- totally agree Dave? Well, yeah, I would definitely. So, I, how I would rate this on the Davo meter is a little bit different depending on if I'm sticking to just TOS stuff or if I'm including it in all the other Star Trek I've seen in the future. If we're sticking just to TOS, I'd say this is roughly a nine, nine and a half. If we're including everything else, it probably does drop to like seven and a half, eight. Um, but oddly enough, I don't okay. think I have an alternate name for this episode. I think Space Seed was pretty good. <laughs> Most, nice. mostly because i didn't hate the episode and want to give it some kind of ridiculous name <laughs> i didn't want to hit it no, that's okay too yeah. all right no i i agree it's a good and i like because i'm i'm a fan of those callbacks when you're like oh let's reference stuff that we did in our history like and, mm-hmm. and when they do take this and make uh yeah. the film out of it i mean because they, they could have called back it so when they were making the films if they were like, hey, what stuff from the series can we we bring back? They could have brought back Trelane or the Gorns or the Romulans or, you know, but they're like, no, let's bring back Khan. I'm like, and and it's a fantastic movie. So it was, it was absolutely the right choice. I, you know, I fully support that. So, yep. um, yeah, good episode for me. Um, you know, some minor plot holes. 
Um, maybe I'm more of a dick, but I would have been like, nope, Colin, you're going to jail. I don't, but that's, that's me maybe a little bit, but um, yeah. I did enjoy this one. I think it is kind of one of those, maybe top five essential TOS mm. that you just kind of have to watch. Um, but I, I, I did enjoy I it. it. So I'm good. I'm glad. Uh, cool. So that's it for the episode. Um, we have our <laughs> holiday special coming out soon. So uh, take a listen for that. Expect that still a super secret. Um, unless you figured it out by now, cause we're not exactly hiding it, but it's still a secret. Um, join us on, or, um, I don't know. I kind of think else I, I'll, I'll let Dave do his thing, but I mean, unless you guys have anything else you want to wrap up with. No, go for it. Dave. Cool. All right. <laughs> No, man. All right. Yes. Yeah, send us an email at nerdtrekpodcast at gmail.com. You can also visit our website at nerdtrekpodcast.com that has the links to all of our social medias, including a Facebook and a Twitter and a, our Instagram, which we just hit 100 followers on and did a giveaway for. Uh, it also has links to all the places you can listen to our podcast to leave a five-star rating and review, which we would absolutely love it if you did. I think we might have a small mailbag coming up soon for some of the people who've who've done that because we've had a few reviews, all five stars, all <laughs> okay, good all stuff, love. all good things, all good things. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, send us in, uh, an email. We'd love to hear from you. Tell us something we got right. Something, tell us something we got wrong. Yell at us for something we made a mistake on. Um, you can bag on me for being a Star Wars fan. Everybody else does. Uh, so just we want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. We want to engage the community. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, oh, I think one, and I keep forgetting this. I don't believe anyone dies. I know we, we had mentioned those 12 pods didn't make it, but we're not going to count those, but no one else really dies. No one gets, some people are attacked, but no one dies. Right. Okay. Missed one. Yeah. I think, I feel like they started taking advantage of the nerve pinch a lot. And so they just don't kill anybody. They're like, go to sleep. Night night. Sleepy night night. Cool. Like, okay, fine. All right, so then that keeps our kill track, uh, kill tracker at 90 something ish. 92. 92. Cool. 92 total. All right. Mm-hmm. We'll get some more deaths coming up. I'm sure. It's so coming. don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. people. <laughs> We're excited for it. We're excited. Um, okay. So that's it for this one. Don't, um, I know it's still far ways out, but, uh, I hope to see people at star Trek, Las Vegas. Uh, we'll talk about it more as it gets closer, but we do plan to be there. Yep. So if anyone else is there, please come say hi to us. We'll, we will be there. Um, we'll be so the that's ones it in Trek podcast t-shirts. We will be, <laughs> we're going to have some merch. We'll hand out stickers. Sweet. Um, coming up next will be, um, a taste of Armageddon. I don't think I've ever seen this one. I don't remember it. Ooh, I've never heard of it. There's some that I know. There's some that I know by title, like Spacey, you know, City on the Edge Forever, um, those ones. But I don't know offhand the taste of Armageddon. I so I'm 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 kind of excited. I have no thoughts going into it. Yeah, it'll be fresh. Funny, me too. Nice, nice, yeah, nice fresh one for all of us. Cool. Well, that's every episode. (laughs) Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, that's it for the Nerd Trick podcast. We'll catch you on the next one. See ya. Thanks, everybody. 